Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Paul St. Andrew. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results, and Joel is a mortgage professional with Cardinal Financial Company. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Hey, how you doing, guys? <laughs> a few technical difficulties, but we're up and running. This is wonderful. Uh, episode number 36. This is Twin Cities on the Move. Uh, my name is Paul St. Andrew. I'm a realtor with Remax Results. I'm Joel Benson, Cardinal Financial, NMLS ID 1064642. And I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results. Happy Halloween, guys. Hey! It's going to be Halloween just around the corner. This is it's, it's the scary episode. And this is usually everybody's favorite. It's yeah. usually everybody's favorite. It's, sure, it's our favorite, that's for sure. And um, a couple of things we should mention. Um, number one... Thank you very much to our sponsors, MyInsuranceWarehouse.com. Um, if you need life insurance, if you need homeowners insurance, auto insurance, um, if anything that moves, they can insure. Basically. Paranormal insurance. Paran- That's a big I, one lately yeah. this month. So yeah. get a hold of them. It's very simple. MyInsuranceWarehouse.com. So, and we're taking a field trip today. We're at your We're at your yes, take. We are in, we're in the glacial. Uh, well. Well, so, sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're in the Cardinal Financial, financial right? Cardinal yeah. Financial, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cardinal Financial. And thank you to Minnesota Podcasting as well for um, heading on the road with us today. So how are you, fellas? Good. Good. Good, 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 good. How's the real estate market? It's interesting. It's, it's right? different, right? It is different. It is. Things are different. It's, um, you know, I everybody, you know, you... I, Everybody listening, you know, you can tune in and you can hear all the doom and gloom and things. Um, I, a couple, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want because no. I don't think it's doomy and gloomy. Um, here's some silver linings that I've personally run into, I guess. Um, number one, um, all of the statistics and everything um, that I've read in the last probably month or so show the market shifting to more of a, a market like we had in 2019 yeah just like a traditional market yeah. pretty traditional market um some of the takeaways that i've had uh, i've had buyers that get to have two showings on a property and nice. instead of instead of yeah you know dropping them off and having them sign paperwork on the hood of my car because i'm afraid that i can't someone's gonna snatch it off yeah, yeah exactly um um, I've had that. I've had um, wonderful conversations with sellers that understand now that maybe they need to give some concessions to buyers, um, you know, as maybe closing costs um, are coming into play yeah. as well. Um, the one thing that I would say if you are a home seller, um, I would probably think about, you know, putting your home on the market pretty quickly uh, because I, I, again, my. This is just a crystal ball theory. But if you look at the sales, um, September's, um, the numbers that we have right now, and September's sales, uh, you know, compared to last year's sales are down about in the 20% range. Yeah. But if you look at the pending sales and what's coming up, they're down just under 30%. Okay, so that kind of tells me that things are starting to slow down in the market and we will yeah. see supply meets come to meet the demand eventually 
I believe. Right, which, which is just fine. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. <clears throat> it's not a bad thing, but it's just as a seller, you should be aware of that. It's that's you know, and then when demand outpaces, um, or when supply outpaces demand, then you see things start to reduce in price a little bit, and that's the reality of it that that could happen. Again, we've just come through a market of you know twenty plus percent appreciation yeah. on your home. If it gets yeah. down seven or eight percent of that twenty, that's just a correction in the market, and that's right. okay. Oh, it's like the stock market too. As long as you don't sell at that time when you're at your lowest, then it's just a loss on paper. Exactly. Right. It's not. It's not a true loss. Yeah. So I think it's so. not time to hit the panic. Button. Not even close. Not even close. It's just time to hit the normal button. Yeah. But I like your idea on if you are a seller to try to to try to move quicker if you can to try to get your property listed. It might be wise. Again, I don't have a crystal ball, but when you look at the, the those statistics and those numbers, um, it seems like that's where we're trending. Yeah, right now. So, and another silver lining is in your industry. I mean, some of the stuff that um, lenders are starting to do to offset. I guess right. the the interest rate stuff. So, I mean, you've you've been sharing with us this two one buy down program. Yeah. How does that work? So the the two one temporary buy down program is a program that has uh, become really popular because what it does is it allows a a, a buyer or client to lower their interest rate on their mortgage by two percent in year one, and then by one percent in year two. So the idea there simply is that because you know, rates have increased. Um, you know, we just talked about how we had this big amount of appreciation over the, you know, up until real recently. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the affordability thing has an impact to a lot of people. You know, people are able to afford less than they could maybe six months or a year ago. Right. Um, so this is a way for them to kind of bridge that gap a little bit. You know, okay. um, oftentimes when, when you do this, I mean, again, the, you're going to have a reduction in the first year and the second year, and then in the third year, it's going to go to the full interest rate, right? So just as an example, I ran a scenario for somebody just yesterday where in year one, their payment was going to be 340 some dollars less than it would have been if they didn't use this program. Year two, it was like $176 less. And then year three, it goes up to the, the full amount. But the thing to consider here, and the reason that we're talking a lot about this program is because you know, all the agencies and analysts are predicting that we're going to see interest rates come back to a normal level, you know, maybe in the mid four or something like that in the next year, you know, over the next year or two. So the reality is while you're under this buy down program with the reduced interest rate, rates come back down. We look at then maybe doing a refinance and, you know, lowering your payment even more. Really? And then, yeah, you know, the one thing I will caution people is, you know, there are some costs associated with doing that. Yeah, I was going to say. And, and so really it just comes down to, um, you know, doing an analysis to see if it if it makes sense. Sure. You know, and that's, you know, something I'll always give people, you know, this option because it's something new and it's something that people are really uh, kind of gravitating towards. But I'm going to give them every option so they can make, make a decision. No, that's good. That's good. And, and from what I understand, too, it's... Okay, let's just use numbers, for example. If, if you have a 7% rate right now, yep. and the first year it would go down to 5%, now the rate doesn't, if, if, if Justin's the buyer here, and his rate doesn't actually go to 5%, but the money is collected up front, either through a seller or somebody's, yep. this, and the money kind of goes in in the barn, 
Yep. And it it, it takes the part of the payment. Yeah. It, it'll it'll pay that portion of the payment, which would be, you know, essentially giving you the, the effective, effective interest rate percentage. of five percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's and then 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 the year after that, there's money in there. Yeah. And this money can be collected from. It can come in the form of like a seller's contribution. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, I think probably the, you know, when we first started using these programs, it was, it was builders that, you know, in, new construction. Yeah. It's Cause they can build in a little bit extra and, you know, kind of, you know, again, it's a promotional thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, where I first saw it over the last few years was, was builders. Okay. You know, they were adding this incentive and, mm -hmm. Like builders always. Yeah, they always they always yeah, throw they stuff up in. Sorry. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, but now it's just it's kind of transitioned onto. It, it's just it's out there for yeah. Huh? Yeah. So another thing I'll point out is that so let's say you've you've got all this money that you talked about in this kitty to to pay this portion of the payment each month, but rates drop say in a year, and so you refinance and you're only a year into this two one buy down, the money that you had set aside to reduce those payments or interest rate gets then added to your principal balance. So you don't so lose the money. Okay. So it turns, so it's, that's that, cool. it's just, it's like one big principal payment then. Yeah. Yep. And I, I've, I've, I've heard that there is a way if you wanted to, you could get, you can actually get it in cash, um, but the default method or process is for it to just reduce Got it. the principal balance. Okay. And I'll also say we, we are going to be launching a three, two, one buy down program here pretty soon. Um, I don't know exactly when that's going to be available, but that's coming too. Okay. Okay. Good at all. And this works last, but this is for any loan, right? Correct. Well, it's conventional FHA VA and VA. Okay. Oh, wow. That's okay. cool. So, so all the three popular. Yep. So like you were saying, Polly, we're probably going to see a lot of buyers asking for seller paid closing costs and then using that to buy down the rate. Exactly. It's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. I just had a client do that uh, a month ago. Really? Yeah, and it worked out great. I have one really closing in a month too, and yeah. it's yeah, and it's really slick. And he did the math. Yep. Um, you know, he sat down and he did the math, and he realized that this is this is a really, this is yeah. a wise move. So, you know, one thing I'll I'll say too is that a lot of times you can't always do just traditional buy down where you just buy your rate down permanently. The difference, well, first of all, a lot of times to buy it down enough to have it, you know, you're not going to buy it down two percent. You know, no. it's just too expensive. Um, but the other thing is that you'll never get that money back. You know, if you want oh, to point, it, yeah. it's, it's already, it's already yeah. yeah. So this gives you a little bit more flexibility. So you could use the concessions to do your program instead of just yep. buying the rate down. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Or you could do both. Also, yeah. So. Okay. Well, if you need that, get contact Joel over at Cardinal for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Have any more questions? So. Again, Halloween episode. See, the rates aren't that scary, right? Ah, that's scary. <laughs> so when we come back, we have some fun, spooky stories. You know, it's, it's interesting what goes on in these houses, especially this time of year when you're showing places <laughs> yeah. in the evening and the leaves are rustling and, you know, things are... Just Lights aren't working. All right. Hey, welcome back. This is Twin Cities on the Move, episode number 36. And once again, uh, we're at Cardinal Financial here having a little field trip. Thanks, Minnesota Podcasting, for setting up shop over here today. And thank you also, MyInsuranceWarehouse.com, um, longtime sponsor. Um, and insurance can be scary. It can. It can be. Uh, my Insurance Warehouse knows how to take the scary out of that. 
rates. <laughs> That's for sure. So anyway, Halloween episode. Here we go. We we knocked off the rates. They're not scary. Boo. Insurance is not scary. You know what's scary? Walking through some of these damn houses. Right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell me about it. It, it is uh, yeah. a little bit much. That's for sure. It's not like the summer, right? Where it's it's light out till about ten o'clock at it, night, it and is. it feels like you're in the middle of the Brains day. chirping. Yeah. Yes, and you say goodbye to your buyers. I, I leave them, and you, they drive off, and you have that walk up the driveway to your car, and you look, and you don't know what's in. <laughs> <laughs> there's eyes out in the forest you're like yeah oh it's so bad it's so bad so i know you found a few stories here um to- yeah i got a couple i could share with you go uh, first buddy let's okay. hear let's hear them. what do you got okay well this one's a, this this first one is a little gross so good if you've got a light stomach might want to might want to tune out All for right. just a little bit um, but then I have one about an inspector too that we can circle back to that because the inspectors don't get a lot of love. Is it Scooby Doo related? By no, any? this is <laughs> it is a real one. So this is uh, this is from uh, from another realtor, and uh, it just said the lady. I'll just read it; it'll be easier. He said the lady next door to me died unfortunately and wasn't um, and wasn't found until her body had severely decomposed on her living room carpet. The remaining family members couldn't pay the back taxes, so the house went to HUD, who in turn put it up for auction. HUD only paid for, quote, some of the cleanup, but did not replace the carpet. They only oh, steam oh, cleaned it. A lot of people don't realize that, that they don't have to. They just have to basically get the body out of the house, you know. Oh, wow. Would, and people don't. some people don't <laughs> understand that, but... Um, so fast forward a couple months when it finally sold and I was talking to the guy who was fixing it up and flipping it. And before I could even mention the death, he asked if the house had a water leak under the foundation, because when they ripped up the carpet and pad to put down the laminate flooring, it was really dirty and got whatever it was all over themselves and their clothes. Oh, no. Reluctantly, I told him what happened and how HUD went cheap on what to fix and clean and or not clean before the auction. He turned green as pea soup and started puking right there on his oh, side of the fence. Oh, geez. Oh. Man, it's like a bad oh. fiction scene or something. <laughs> Sorry, that one is really gross, but oh, it's a true story. Oh, real man. Gross. Gross. Well, you, gross. Uh, you know, I... um. What I did, I guess I I ran out of my own stories here in the last couple. You know, this we you know, fortunately for the two of us, we've been blessed to not have daily encounters here with these spooks. But um, I do a lot of business in St. Paul. Okay, and half for you, you grew up in St. Yes. Paul. Yes, yeah, love St. Paul. Fucking city's haunted, man. <laughs> it's, 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 there's no doubt about it. It is everywhere. Um, and I started digging, and I just, I mean, it's there's a million things I could talk about. Um, Summit Avenue, just in general, is kind of creepy. All those old houses just look creepy to begin with. Yes, yeah. and you know, the, especially this time of year, the one that they say they have haunted tours of Summit Avenue, where they'll, you know, these oh, guys right. will take you up and down the street and point out all the crap that goes on. All right, mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, it's it's all through October that you see these people walking around and the guys pointing in the windows and everything. And one of their favorite stops is this place. Um, it's in the 400 block of Summit Avenue, I think 483 or something. It's Griggs Mansion, okay? Um, and uh, Mr. Griggs was a grocer um, and a wealthy, wealthy guy, and he built this huge four-story Victorian mansion, Um 
1883, Chauncey Griggs. Uh, lived in it for just four years before he moved on, and um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's it became an art school in 1939, and it was like that for 25 years. Uh, students and teachers were glad of the new building because they didn't have to share their school with a bunch of unseen presence. Mm. Um, all kinds of love triangles have happened here. There was a maid that hung herself on the fourth floor for example wow. and this place is just nothing but creepy and it's still there it's still people live in it oh, the, people live in it oh yeah no there's a family now it was apartments for a while and um somebody bought it i believe i looked it up on the mls and i think it was 1996 was the last time that it was sold according to the mls records yeah. and um i believe what happened and i couldn't find all of this um but uh, i believe they turned it back into just a single family house. Okay. And, and I think they're still there today from, wow. from just from what, what I could dig up. All right. Yep. Um, some of the stuff that goes on there. Okay. Uh, there's a civil war guy wandering around in there and um, it could be Mr. Griggs himself um, because he was, um, he was a civil war general. Wow. Okay. Um, this maid killed herself on the fourth floor and um, her presence has been felt by many people um, throughout the years. When you climb up a, a back staircase, um, um, they feel you just, people feel anxious. They get this sense of foreboding. Huh. Um, never crawl up the back. Never no, crawl. never. No, no. So, I mean, this house is nothing but stuff. Um, um, the gardener, um, he died um, before he finished his latest. His, he was in the middle of like some big landscaping project, and he dropped dead. And so they think he's running around there just upset because he couldn't get his his landscaping done. Um, 1959, two college students moved into the front basement apartment. Um, one night, something woke up one student who was a sound sleeper. He looked up, and he saw a head of a child floating above his bed. Wow. This house is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, you know, was it, the gardener's name Edward or no? Uh, uh, is that what that is? Edward Charles, Charles, Charles Way. Charles. Nope, nope, not Scissorhands. <laughs> um, so, and it, I mean, it just goes on and on. If you're, I just, I'm a, I love St. Paul. It's right. so full of character and it's so full of stuff. And it is flipping creepy sometimes. Um, this is just one of them, and it's kind of a fun spot. If you hauntedhouses.com, it's on there, and there's haunted houses from all over the country that so, show up on this website. So, you guys have to disclose paranormal activity and whatnot? So no, I think we talked about this last year. In Minnesota, you don't. You don't. Some states, Some you, states do. you do. Some states, you do. Some states, you do. You imagine you just you buy a house yeah. and find out later. Well, you know, I don't. I would, sorry, that would be we knew. Out a bit. Yeah. Would you ever? Here's a just to throw this out there. Would you ever buy a house across the street from a cemetery? No. No. I would. Um, it's quiet I, neighbors, but man. but <laughs> that's true. No. I wouldn't just because of the resale, but it wouldn't bother me. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't would. be afraid of either. Like, you know, every time there. I drive by a cemetery, I think, why do we still have these things? Like all the real estate. Right? Yeah. That's but no, I would I would be I'd be freaked out. Well, yeah. yeah. Not during the day. So just no, at night. Just at night. night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well anyway, well don't go walk down Summit Avenue at night, you know. That's <sighs> not a bad not a good idea at all. So what happened to this home inspector, Justin? Well, like I was saying, the the home inspectors don't get a lot of love. But this this was uh this was an interesting story that'll probably make the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit. 
Um, I know this one by heart. Uh, I've got it written down in case I have to peek at my notes. I had to add some details because the original, there wasn't a whole lot of detail on it. But the main part of the, mm -hmm. the main gust of the story or thrust of the story is absolutely true. There's a, there was a lady whose husband had left her several years earlier and she went to sell her house. And um, the buyers that were buying her house uh, ended up having a home inspection done, which is pretty typical. Yeah. And uh, the inspector said he was going through the house, started in the basement like they normally do, worked his way up. It was going pretty uneventfully, um, finally made it up to the attic space. And some people don't realize that the inspectors go up inside the attic. The good ones do. Right. And they're usually checking, like, insulation levels and for leaks and stuff like that. Um, so he, he said he went up into this attic. It was really dark, dusty. Um, couldn't hardly see anything. Of course, his little pen flashlight, which only has about two lumens on it, right. didn't really light anything. So he had to kind of make his way across the attic. And he, of course, he, no one's been up there for years. Right. So he's pulling spider webs out of the way and stuff. And he ends up tripping over something on the floor and lands flat on his face, drops his flashlight, fumbles around, finally gets his flashlight, and he goes to check and see, you know, well, what did I just trip over? He shines it over, and it's a dead body. No. He tripped over a dead body, and when he looked up, there was still a noose hanging on oh, the ceiling. Oh, no. And unfortunately, if you haven't figured it out yet, it was the lady's husband <gasps> who'd been up there never been all of those there. years. Yeah. So you can imagine this poor inspector and the poor lady who this whole time, man... Oh, you just, that one you, just made my. <laughs> you guys are quoting Tarantino stories, oh. man, don't you? you well, the, scary. and the whole time I'm 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 trying to like t tie it back to some Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> just yeah. being, he's gonna get us again. Yeah, uh, again, exactly. Yeah, no, that one's a true one. So <laughs> with I, some added details, uh, some creative liberty. But, yeah, for sure. The basic story was. I, I was in, in my head. I was imagining him falling down. His light goes on, and he's sort of face to face oh, with a dead body. Oh, that you know, man. It's that was the good. image I had. I think I scared my photographer here this last, about a year ago or so. I had him, um, he was at a house, uh, it's actually, it was my neighbor's house that I, she just moved out and put up for sale and he was cruising through taking photos and the house was basically vacant, but upstairs he came around the corner and, and it was a big unfinished attic with a, a makeshift bedroom in the towards the back of the ad it would be the front of the house but the furthest away from the stairs and you'd walk through this big unfinished space with a low ceiling and somehow they made this bedroom that looks like it hadn't been used since you know the 60s maybe at the most and in there was this creepy gross dusty old hospital bed uh, and a bedpan sitting oh. on it and, and he <laughs> So and I and he was all there by himself in the dark, you know, and it was all <laughs> funky. And he got home, and um, I got a text from him later that night, and um, he sent me a picture of that bed, and he, and and then his caption was, "Yeah, Paul, no, this this is perfectly normal here. There's nothing creepy going on in this house at all." <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So I, 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 yeah, yeah, and part of the home inspect after the home inspection, what the what what the buyers wanted 
the one thing they wanted was that flipping bed up and out of there I right bet. now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been weird if they said, does the bedpan stay? Yeah, yeah right? Bed. Yeah, yeah. We're not charging any extra for that. So, no, I, I have one more. Back to St. Paul quick. I have one more. You ever go to the Lexington? Love the Lexington. It's oh, been a long time. Have you but, been yeah. there? Nope. Oh, right. we got it. Oh, the it's Lexington awesome. is great. It's great. I'm, after learning a little bit more about it, I'm kind of afraid to get up and go to the bathroom by myself. But, <laughs> um, okay, so... That place is flipping full of ghosts. Really? Full of ghosts, according to, um, it's another one of those that I guess around this time, and it was or so that I, and I just learned this, that they have uh, um, these ghostbusters, for lack of a better word, they come in their white hearse <laughs> and, uh, you know, park in front, and they put on a thing where you can, you can buy a ticket, actually, and you go to their, um presentation and you know there's food and drinks and stuff and you sit with them and they pull out all of this evidence about these wow. people that have that are haunting the lexington and the owners there you know he knows all about it and i mean you know they um there's a there, the, the office for example is super haunted um they were up in there and so they asked if anyone was there somebody answered them was that on the is that on the I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's up on the second floor. Um, you know, and it's there's just things all over. Employees being grabbed by the arms, hearing things. Um, things are missing um, since you know they've been doing this now since about 2006. So it's, wow, they didn't just start. Um, lights flipping on and off and on and off. Um, and nobody really. They everybody that works there, I guess, knows about this. And they're and fine with it? They're or? fine with it. Yeah, they say they're friendly spirits. We don't want them to go away. They were here before us. Wow. And they think a lot of them are like old employees. Um, you know, they're just old. You know, they're around and they're they're okay. Everybody's okay with this. Mm -hmm. And um, the one thing that stuck out, there's this um, chef that was, he was uh, he was this guy. He, he did the Butcher and the Boar. Jack Rival, his name was. He's, Jack Rival? Jack Rival. He opened the Butcher and the Boar years ago. And um, his last post was at the Lexington. He was the head chef there. And tragically, he died just a little while ago. He got cancer, and he passed away at about 55 years old. Mm. Um, a couple weeks ago, when these guys were in there, they asked the ghost. They said, where are they asked him, do you, do you know where you are? And one of them said, rival. Oh. <laughs> so, and he was this well-respected chef. He was yeah. everybody loved him. So, wow. I don't know. It's not creepy. It's not full of d dead guys hanging from the noose in the yeah. basement like the home inspector. But it's interesting. So, yeah, go to the Lexington, but and see. You know, maybe as you're eating your ribeye, you know, your back, your hair, stand up, your on your neck, or yeah, something. No you never it. know. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's. It's, it's another at St. Paul, man. Yeah, Halloween it's interesting, if nothing it's else. It's really interesting. So, yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll be back in just a minute. This is Twin Cities on the Move. So, hey, welcome back. This is Twin Cities on the Move, uh, number 36. We're pushing to 40 here. It won't be long, guys. Um, thanks again, myinsurancewarehouse.com. Um Good stories, man. Thanks for all the <laughs> yeah. all of the good Halloween stuff. Thanks for the making mortgages not so yeah, scary. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think I'm gonna need to go check out some of these houses and caves. And I think you should. That. I think you should. So it's just around the corner here. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, what do you do on Halloween? What do you guys do? You every we all have 
young people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, my youngest is eight. So, but I mean, every year we there's a couple of sort of staple things that we do. Um, you know, we always go to a like a what do you call it? like a what are those things? Uh, you know, like a pumpkin patch type thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And this year we went for the first time. We used to go to a place out in God, I think it was in like uh, Elk River. 101 market and they have like activities for kids and things like that that closed down i think a year or two ago so we've been kind of trying to find a new one okay and so this year we actually went out to that same i don't remember the name of the park but it's that same park where the haunted hayride uh, the dead end hayride okay okay and they've got i mean it's it's a whole thing In like it, it took, yeah it took us like three hours you know to get through the thing it was like oh. you know there's vendors and there's games and cool you know, Fun. I, we shot you know, they have these uh, air guns to shoot um, potatoes. Yeah. And then apples, different, there's different yeah. stations. Fun. Yeah, so it's, it's fun. So we usually do that. Me and my wife, or my wife and uh, daughter did that. But then on actually on Halloween, we'll just wander around the neighborhood, usually with, um, you know, some some beverages mm-hmm. perhaps in the wagon <laughs> and just kind of wander around chatting nice. with the neighbors that's cool fun that's about fun, it. fun fun man i don't dress up i've never i as an adult i have not ever dressed up in no. a costume mm-hmm. for halloween no so i have a good shrek outfit i put on every year oh yeah. that's awesome nice <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, you know i mean <laughs> Get <laughs> so your ogre on. Something, you know, I'll be Shrek. <laughs> so I'm going to put on my Shrek outfit, and my I, my youngest is 15, so yeah, it, it's kind of over for us. So um, I haul a fire pit around to the front of the house, and I haul my grill around to the front of the house, and my cooler, and a big thing of candy. You got to get the big candy bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't be a hero. Come on, yep. get the big candy bars. Don't give them a freaking spearmint something. Yeah, king yeah. size is the yep. way to go. Yep. So, so yeah, so I'm going to put on Shrek and grill hot dogs for the parents that come by and oh, have wow. my fire going. And, and nice. have a beer yeah, or two. It's, and, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an excuse for me to go out. Yes, while you, while you cook, you have to hydrate. Yes, also, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, bud? You have uh, you still go trick or treating? I take the kids, but mm-hmm. I I haven't dressed up in a while. I used to dress up too, just mm-hmm. so people didn't know who I was, right? <laughs> but we usually go over to my mom's place in St. Paul, speaking of haunted mm-hmm. houses. But yeah. uh, Grandma Connie's Halloween party is the party of the year. It's just All awesome. Fun. All the nieces, nephews, we even have uh grandkids and great grandkids now that are coming over and so it's fun yeah we got all kinds of cool food and we do the same thing as Polly. we'll put a little fire pit out in the front yard and you know adults will come by and just kind of hang out while the kids run through and grab candy yeah Yeah, so it's it's fantastic yeah it's cool fun night it is for sure so and if you are out here's a pro tip like for a guy like you that is walking wandering the neighborhood get a coffee can if you can find one and cut a broom handle off, and you, you, so you have it on a stick, this coffee can. And when there's that big pile of kids at the, you know, up at the door, yep. you hide in the back, and you just kind of wiggle your coffee can up there. Oh, so you're, you're yeah, going through you the just, crowd. Yeah, you get the candy, and you pull it back, put it ah. in your pocket, go to the next. Oh, you do, wait, what? He's, what he's, he's got a coffee I got a, can, I got a can on a, broom on a stick, handle. so then you wiggle it past all the kids that are in front of you, and then they drop candy in. And then you pull it back and you get to candy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
go. You yeah. can still do that. I'm I'm not I going to. No. No. I would just get a net. Maybe like a net, you know. <laughs> like a, yes. Because you could turn it sideways, it could fit through the cracks, and, and then, then yep. You know. See, you got to yeah. try. You gotta try. <laughs> You're out there. You got something for the effort. You know? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's I good. know. And so, well, happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, for sure. We're done, huh? Yeah. Happy yeah. Halloween. Twin Cities on the Move, episode 36. Thank you, also, my insurance warehouse. Thanks for listening. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson is a mortgage professional with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company, NMLS 66247, is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Joel Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642. This show is produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studio. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting. Thank you.